Hey, Colin. Hey, Laura. How you doing? Uh, I'm actually really freaking out, so I'm glad that we had this scheduled. <laughs> Why are you freaking out? I have never hosted a bachelorette party before, and I'm just like terrified that it's going to be horrible. What we are host? Wait, in what capacity are you? Ho- what does this mean, hosting? I planned everything. I chose okay. the location. I chose our options and like what we're going to be doing. I booked all the reservations. Wait, 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 wait. So, so let me get. Since you planned it, everybody is going to read books in a small, quiet, lonely room. With yes. Zelda decorations and 8,000 guinea pigs. Yeah, that's about right. How could that go wrong? That sounds great. <laughs> that's the perfect bachelorette party. It is. Also, I just watched a gigantic truck basically run a car off the road. And what the they fuck? reacted really, really in the only way possible. And it's a miracle that their car isn't smashed. That's mad props to that driver that was at the red light. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, man, maybe at some point during this driving trip, something traumatic will happen to you. And this will turn into a very action-oriented. I get very project. freaked out at the idea of things like that. Stop yeah. to put it into the universe. Let's yeah, let's take that away. Um, my apologies. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's not put that out there. Okay, so I know that the whole part of the idea of this show is that we don't really talk much about the fact that it's a show, but we just talk about us. But like a couple things came to my attention that are buck wild, and I have to bring them to yours. So our podcasts, this podcast, hi listeners, we're a podcast. This is called <laughs> How, How You Doing, uh, How You Doing, that's important, the G is important, How You Doing, a friend cast from far away. That's the title in uh, in the feed. The title's a little longer so it can like catch more searches because, you know, How You Doing doesn't necessarily imply all those things. <laughs> so th- that's, that's what our thing is called. We wanted to release the first week in June, things got crazy, we released the second week in June. No big deal. So my girlfriend was like, I want to listen to the podcast because she always loved the episodes of Common Geeking program that you were on, right? Like, She's so wonderful. Yeah. She. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I just said the guinea, 8,000 guinea pigs thing, she popped into the room with her like mouth open like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like that was awesome. Uh, I had to wave her away. But she uh she's like you're she's your favorite to listen to so she's listening i'm like yeah it's how you doing and then she searches it and like another podcast comes up first in the search i'm like what i checked this this is this doesn't make sense there's a podcast that came out the same week as ours called how you doing a friends podcast it's about the show friends and the name is so remarkably similar to ours i think we have we have two choices which is like super hard conflict where we antagonize these people relentlessly sure (laughs) or we try to cross pollinate by listening to their show and saying hey listen to ours but yeah so that was i i was i was astonished that the same week as ours a show came out with such a similar title but we have a solution because Jonavi from Common Geeking Program was like, hey, Colin Ketchin's a part of this podcast. If he did it with family members, they could just call it Catching Up. Oh, that's cute. So if we get into some sort of legal fight with them because they came out first, we have a fallback. I was... I'm sorry, that's been on my mind for like two weeks now, and it's just, I can't believe, I can't believe it's that close. I'm probably going to listen to the show and try to reach out to them and be like, I found you through this crazy coincidence. Let's, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll listen to their podcast. Oh, yeah. Our podcast is all about, like, bringing people up, so I don't want to get into a legal bagel. Bagel? (laughs) Is it... are, are, Are New York... Bagels, your favorite legal bagels? They are the best legal bagels because they're made with New York water or something. <laughs> Wait, what? But yeah, we should listen to their podcast. 
Hold on. Why why are why are New York bagels better than regular bagels? So you know how New York pizza is supposed to be the best pizza, New York City pizza? Yeah. One of the theories that uh, I don't know how well it's been proven, but it's like definitely a well-known factoid is that uh, the reason the pizza dough is so good is because there is the composition of the water. And so you can't get New mm. York style pizza anywhere else unless you literally ship New York City water to other locations. Wait, where does New York City get their water? Because like I live upstate. In upstate, we have some of the best water in the country because of like the Saratoga Springs. Like Aquafina is bottled really close to where I live. Yeah, it has something to do with the composition of the water and like huh. I, they get it from somewhere and then they have a crazy filtration system and there's fluoride on it. Fluoride, and, I don't know. What, I don't. I've is, never, like, taken a deep dive into understanding why this city water is different. Is the Hudson River scum responsible for your delicious, <laughs> delicious pizza? Oh, no. New York City people don't get their water from the Hudson River. That would be insane. <laughs> so where's this bachelorette party happening? I know you're in the car right now. I am. Uh, it's actually only about an hour away from where I live, which is part of the reason why I'm trying to, like, calm myself down. Where I'm like, if all shit hits the fan, I can just leave. <laughs> That's fair. Not entirely. Or like if I forget something really important, I can just go back for it if it's kind of it's in it's like right on the border of New York and New Jersey and upstate. Okay. So so what what have you planned? Like what you're anxious about this? What are you anxious about? Um, I think the major thing that I'm anxious about is that I I've met all of her other bridesmaids that are gonna be there at least one time, but I don't really know them that well. Okay. So like I know like we're doing so we're doing massages and um is this person okay. person just stopped at a red uh, green light for a long time. So it's weirdly comforting that I can hear your turn signal and I don't know why. <laughs> at least you know I'm being a safe driver. Yes. <laughs> Um, sorry. So you were asking, like, what have I planned? Also, I'm about to get really loud because I'm getting on the highway. Uh, I mean, the the com- I can filter that out mostly, so don't worry about it. As long as you don't have the windows down and are blasting the radio and, like, uh, smoking a loud cigarette, whatever that means, you're fine. <laughs> the loudest cigarette. <laughs> the only one I get. When Every I time look you- for my cigarettes, I look for extra loud. When you inhale, it just goes... <gasps> I'm so sorry for all the listeners who had to listen to that sound. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so we're doing, I think part of the reason I'm anxious is that like we booked it or I booked it through this place that's like a resort and lodge and golf place and spa. And so it kind of has everything in one location because we're only going for one night. So I didn't want us to have to like drive all over the place. So I was looking for a place that was like all in one. Mm-hmm. And then like three weeks ago, cause it, you know, I started planning this when I was a couple weeks out from my own wedding. And so I don't remember anything that I did for this, for the planning. Seems good. Still seems good. But like, we can't check in until four. But we can, like, register for early check-in, but we have to do that at noon, but we have massage appointments at noon. And so, like, I don't know when we're going to register for check-in. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get into the room to, like, finish the decorations. And, like, it's all those little logistical pieces that I'm, like, now, because we are here, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't plan this well. (laughs) Yeah, that, that would drive me up a wall. I get that way with very many things that everyone else just shrugs off and says, hey, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'm like, you realize the only reason things work out fine is because people pay attention to these things, right? Yeah, and you make an effort to make it fine. Yes, like if everyone let all the little things slip, well, it would be, a mess all the time. It, it would be like the first few episodes of our podcast in terms of audio quality. <laughs> By that, I mean Comic Geeking Program. Sorry. Oh, also this one, though, because I'm literally driving in a car on AirPods. That's in- <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so we have massages planned at noon. And then last night, I'm spending a lot of like last night, Nia and I were talking a little bit and we decided to uh, meet for brunch at a place that's like five minutes away. So then we like changed the plans to go a little bit earlier. And I don't know. I just like, I didn't, we have two suites because we're, we're seven people. So we need to have two different places to sleep. And and like, I didn't decide who was going to be in which room beforehand because I don't really know them. And I realized I probably should have asked Nia about this before now, but like now it's too late. And now I don't know if we're going to do like a coin flip to see who's in Nia's room and who's not. And I just, and like now we were going to be eight people, but now we're seven people, which means that one person gets to sleep in their own bed. And it's the question is like, do we give that to Nia because she's the bride or do we give it to the person that doesn't know anyone? Well, I mean, are you the person that doesn't know anyone? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not the person that doesn't. I've met everyone at least once. Okay. Well, what if you use the argument of if nobody can decide, you're like, well, hey, I'm the one doing all the planning. So I'll just chick chick. And people will be like, that's that's corrupt use of power. And you'll be like, the proletariat has nothing against something. I don't know. I'll get Keenan to write you some sort of some sort of crazy speech. I'm not sure I know the difference between proletariat and bourgeoisie, but they're not the same. Are they? I don't know. I'll Google it. Uh, my guess is no, because there are two different words for it. And that's a solid decision making plan. Okay, but hold on. Lots of words are different. Listen, they're very different words. They probably mean different things. Okay, okay. We, I'm sure we can think in English, which is not too dissimilar from French. I'm sure we can think of a lot of words that sound different but mean the same thing. Sorry, like, I actually didn't hear what you just said because somebody from the bachelor party texted me. I didn't text back, but I did look at it briefly. <laughs> okay. No, it's just like English is, is fucked to a degree that I think everybody understands, but nobody fully understands. Uh, my favorite example was Star Trek Discovery when they were playing a game of auto antonyms. Like they're at a lunch table. They're just like, what's your favorite word whose definition counters its other definition? Okay. One, that's really cool. Two, big fucking nerds that that's what they do for fun. Yeah. <laughs> But it's Tilly, of course it is. I, I almost want to just look up auto antonyms because, like, I, I didn't realize there was a term for it that, like, people and or, right, like, linguists who apparently aren't people, question mark? I take that back. Uh, <laughs> a subset of people. The, <laughs> that's very demeaning to the people yeah. who study our primary means of communication. Uh, oh, man, speaking of linguists, I fucking watched Arrival this week. I can't fucking believe it, it took me so, so long good. to watch that movie. If anyone hasn't watched Arrival and wants to, wants to watch Arrival, stop listening, because holy shit. Spoilers, and also yeah. it's great. It's, it's so good, be, uh, because, like, they're studying the alien language, and the core concept being, like, as they come to understand this language, it gives them the mental capacity to understand time in a different way so you can yeah. see into the future and the past your future and past specifically um by learning this language and like that was a really cool concept i had such a meta experience because i sort of figured that out early in the movie but i didn't have all the information to put the pieces together so like the the whole time in the movie she's slowly realizing that these flashbacks she's having are flash forwards and like about uh, probably like 15, 20 minutes before the end of the movie, it clicked in my brain what was happening. And it felt like I had the same experience myself where I'm like, it's happening to me. <laughs> I understood this before, but now the, con it's, I don't know. I was just like, I watched it with my friend Chad and I was just going, I just, I was so giddy and he was just laughing at me because I was literally just like clapping and bouncing and yelling. <laughs> for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. It was so fantastic. It is a really spectacular movie. 
unlike any other movie that I've seen. Uh, the director, Dennis uh, De- Villeneuve, one year after Arrival, he released Blade Runner 2049. Like, Which he I did- haven't seen yet. Fantastic. I saw that shit in theaters. It was really good. I super enjoyed it. And I'm just like, how did he do these two movies back to back? And when I started Arrival, I thought it would be kind of low budget. I know it wasn't like a high budget movie, but it was it was complicated. Yeah, it was beautiful and complicated and 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 very involved in all of its design. So I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? And like three hour long blockbuster. Uh, Rebecca says bye. Oh, bye. Laura says bye. Uh, she waved bye, but she's afraid to be on the recording, even though her slamming the door, closing the door, <laughs> just got on there. I don't know. I'm blown away that he releases two movies so closely and that they were both so good. What was it? I was watching Arrival, and I was like, I just listened to something on LeVar Burton Reads that was similar to this, and it's a story called, like, The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate, which is... <laughs> It's, it was a two-part thing, so it's like two hours of of the story, and it's by the author who wrote the story Arrival is based on. And when oh. I realized that, yeah, when I realized that connection, I was just like, oh yeah, of course, this guy has a <laughs> this guy has a, has a motif in all of his writing because the Merchant and the Alchemist Gate is about like uh, the Middle East, thousand fifteen hundred years ago, where this guy has literally like a little wormhole and it has a fixed relationship to time. If you look through it one way, it's 20 years in the past and the other way is 20 years in the future. And it's like all these, it's all these parables about time travel, uh, but it comes out to like some really poignant stuff. And I'm like, okay, Ted Chang, he's got a, he's got a, he, he's got a unique talent in communicating these things. That sounds really awesome. Um, speaking of Rebecca and uh, our relationship, my, not, I guess not really my relationship with Rebecca, but our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my market leader recently, who I hadn't mm-hmm. seen since before I got married, and so I was showing her some of the pictures from the wedding, and there she saw the picture of me and you hugging, and she was like, is this a first look? And I was like, what? Yeah, that's my friend Colin. <laughs> and she was like, oh, a great picture. Wait, wait, what does first look mean? I'm ignorant here. A first look is when the bride and groom see each other for the first time. Oh. <laughs> so it's like the emotional, like, oh, like you're seeing each other for the first time in your wedding clothes. Like it's going to be the day you get married. Yeah. Like, obviously it's, supposed to, it's like very emotional for most people. So she was like, is this the first look? And I was like, that's not my answer. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Okay, I got a couple comments on that. One, I'm very flattered because your husband is a very attractive man. <laughs> Two, I think it speaks very much to your husband's, um, his, what's, what's the nicest way I can put this? And nicest, I mean, because I do this too. Um, my tendency to stay home and not want to talk to anyone ever. Um, Introvertism? Introvertedness, yes, but also, like, the fact that she has never even seen him in in a picture is somewhat interesting to me. (laughs) Well, I don't know, maybe she hasn't. But final reaction, I think that's very nice that uh, that our, our friendship reads that way on the outside. I actually did too. It, like, it's, a, it's a true friendship. It's a very nice thing. I thought that was funny. The But did you show her the picture of me photobombing in the, <laughs> in the audience? No. When I show people pictures from my wedding, because I, I have the app when it just, it just shows like pictures that people posted, mm-hmm. basically. So it's essentially none of my professional pictures except for the few that they gave that day. Yeah. And so I just like open that app and give my phone to somebody because I feel like if I were to lead them through my wedding pictures it would be a very different experience and like I don't want to be like I don't want to be the one that says like you have to look at this picture for 35 seconds but this one you go by in yeah <laughs> two seconds I don't know oh what was it no 
because I I just gone to Jesse's wedding like a month before yours, and I made and Rebecca was so mad at me the whole time because every time I saw a, a professional photographer's camera pointed at me, I would do that where I just sit as straight as possible you and go look for it. with the camera. Yeah, and like I open my eyes as wide as possible until the camera looks away. I think at Jesse's wedding they smell what was up because none of those pictures got through or. Jesse looked at these and was like, no, these aren't going on Facebook, that motherfucker. Well, that probably happened. But also, I feel like my <laughs> photographer was like, he got our vibe, which is that, like, we were just here to, like, have a good time. Even the photographer seemed to have a bit more of a relaxed uh, a relaxed tone about him. And Jesse's was, like, a lot bigger, a lot more formal. It was beautiful. But, yeah, just, like, the photographers there, I think, were very much like, nope, these have to be pristine, beautiful memories. And at yours, when you walk down the aisle to Jurassic Park, I think they were just like, <laughs> who gives a shit? And, like, we got great pictures, and we're going to have the memories, and it's going to be wonderful. But also, yeah. <laughs> we're going to maintain our sense of humor through the whole thing, so. Good. I think that is that is very necessary. Yeah. But anyway, not to bring it back to the wedding. We already covered that topic on this podcast. Sure. Well, uh, but then let's talk about something that I actually even haven't talked to you a whole lot about yeah uh, how you doing well okay oh yeah okay that's too i'm doing okay i guess i guess we haven't even answered me it's yeah. it's, it's it's called how's laura doing that's the show so right it has been for the past couple episodes <laughs> no it's fine i have it so i'm at a point where i'm not having a lot of big things happen i'm having a lot of little things happen um so like putting out this podcast it's a big deal to me but i mean like it's still small potatoes until we really make a bigger push for it um, D Dice Populi, the D&D &D project that we're working on. First of all, Jeff critiqued the title because he didn't know what Populi meant, and he's like, no one else is going to know what Populi means. I'm like, I'm not using you as a sample for whether or not people are okay with the word Populi. Um, you can also just Google it if you're really curious. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and I'm not saying it's the perfect title. The five of us currently in that project, we spent like a month throwing out titles. And when you listen to it, you'll hear some of them, but like... I think my friend Josh really wanted it to be called The Making of Miami Dice. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and then there are lots of recordings of Ryan and Pat going like, don't dice inside me, dice all over my chest. And it got really <laughs> vulgar really fast. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, the sh the sh guys. I should really do a comic geek for him. Uh, you don't work tomorrow because you're coming back from the bachelorette party, right? Correct. I might be doing a briefing program if you're interested. You might be dead tired. I totally get it, but I'm going to see who's available. I'm going to go with probably not, but if I get <laughs> home earlier than I expect to and I'm not hungover, maybe we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, so, no, so, like, we got some more of that recorded. The way it works, I wasn't part of those recordings, but apparently some really dark shit happened in their D&D game because as soon as they finish recording, our group chat blows up with people going like, I need a fucking drink. I feel dirty. I need to shower. That was Colin. Shit got really dark. I'm like, what the fuck what happened? What happened? And I don't know yet. So stay tuned. Yeah. No. So I'm really interested in what they're up to, but I'm excited about that. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying working on my projects. I'm not playing piano as much as I want to. I'm trying to get back into reading more, but I have been so hard into games. Like, so every year I have a goal for myself, and my goal in 2016 was hit 100,000 gamer score on Xbox Live, which tracks how much I play my games, uh, excuse me, how in-depth I play my games, and I was at like 60,000, and I got over 100,000 by the end of the year. That's the equivalent of playing like 30 full video games to 100% completion. 
So it's is a lot. I've so... played non-video games to 100% completion, like ever. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, I didn't actually play 30. I played more like 50 or 60, and only a couple were fully complete. But the after that, I sort of just like took a break. For 2017, I just like, I didn't play video games for months. I burnt myself out. And I've never really fully bounced back, except with Destiny, because I play that with friends. But for the past few weeks, past few months... It's just like I am just sinking so hard into my single player games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally really got my teeth into Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it was really grindy at first and I didn't feel like I was making progress, but like it just it clicked. And for the last two weeks, I've just been playing it for hours at a time. It is nice. gorgeous. Um, y- just yesterday, Dominic, uh, my former roommate, I just got his old 3DS. Well, his Nintendo new Nintendo 3DS XL, as Ooh. it is officially called. Too many I- names. But too sure. many. Yeah, they differentiate the Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS. Like, there's a functional difference between those things, by the way. That's annoying. It's very annoying. But I have it now, uh, so I'm finally playing... Uh, the remake of Metroid 2, which was on the original Game Boy, and that game was horrendous. And this is amazing and beautiful, and I haven't played a new Metroid in, like, 14 years, because there hasn't been a, like, yeah. a, a new Metroid side-scroller in that long. But, like, I'm just I, just... I just started playing it last night. I woke up at 8.30, and I played Metroid until you were like, hey, you ready? And then I was like, oh, let me turn off my game. I'm getting so much satisfaction out of it, and I'm at a bit of a crossroads, personally, because... I'm so happy to be enjoying games like this again. Mm. But I'm a much more productive person than I was the last time I played like this. <laughs> like, I exercise every day, responsibly work my full-time job with regular hours. Jesus fucking Christ, to be worst. Nope, we're good. <laughs> what happened? A very, very abrupt stop. Jesus. But I got my brakes replaced a couple years ago, so we're good to go. Oh, yeah, that's... What was a little scary was that there was a Mack truck in the right lane next behind me, and if I had not been prepared for that, I would have been dead now. (laughs) We good. This has been an abrupt finale. I'll do what Adam and Ben do on Greatest Generation. I hear just, ah, crash. It's just the Next Generation theme. There's also a Final Fantasy. Final Destination. Mack truck carrying, like, humongous logs that still have, like, branches and leaves on them. That I keep on, like, passing, and then it catches up to me, and then I'm passing, and it honked at me because the lane was ending, and I was just like, hey. Why Why are there still branches on the logs? Don't they cut that? I don't that sh- know. I, I guess they haven't processed them yet or something, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but, like, they're cutting down the trees with usually chainsaws and big saws and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a branch. You did the hard part. Yeah, I don't know. It also doesn't really look like it's secured down. They're just like, no, it's heavy enough. It'll stay. Yeah, uh, get very far away from that. I'm ahead of it, which is, okay. I think, the place I want to be. Yeah, no, that's good. Unless it slams on its brakes and it becomes like a 300 arrows style. The tree trunks blot out the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> um, oh, man, I read a, so I read a book recently. Have you ever read the XKCD comics? Uh, yeah, I haven't read them in a while. And I was yeah. thinking about it the other day. I miss those comics. They're so funny. So he's coming out with another book this year. I have his first two books. I never finished the first one, but the second one I just read is called What If? And I mean, like, he worked for NASA. He's a mathematician. He's, like, extremely well-read and knowledgeable. And he has Lord of the Rings, like, book references everywhere, which I love. Um, But this book called What If? Basically, he just said, hey, everybody submit me ridiculous hypothetical questions, and I will, like, build models to play them out as realistically as possible. And one one of them, oh, it was great. 
It's a quick read and it's super fun and it's got a lot of little comics in it that don't make a, that aren't as funny out of context, but in the context of the book, they're hilarious. Mm. Uh, but he had one where he answered like, "How many arrows would it take to blot out the sun?" Like three hundred, and apparently, like an impo- you'd have to have an impossible number of people impossibly close shooting impossibly fast. Yeah. So- so no log truck is in front of me now no and the lane is ending so he's gonna be like directly in my lane oh god oh god oh god oh god um what what kind of car are you driving right now i forget what car you have forester super oh you still got the forester damn nice yeah i remember when you got the brakes replaced on that you were super worked up about it (laughs) (laughs) didn't i like drive you somewhere i was like don't worry i got my brakes replaced we're gonna be fine yeah yeah you made like a big like a big deal out of it i think yeah that was like they really needed to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate you putting my safety first, especially especially because right now sitting in my living room, there's very little chance I'm going to get into a car accident. Right. That would be surprising. I'm also on a second story of an apartment complex, so it's very, very unlikely I'm going to get in a car accident. What would it take? Can you imagine? You should write that into XKCD. Yeah. What would it take for a car to drive? Because I'm one side of my apartment because it's on a hill. The side that I walk in is second story. The side, the other side that doesn't have a door. I was going to say I walk out it, but I don't. And that'd be dangerous because that's actually third story. I wonder what it would take to get a car up here. And I don't mean like try. I think anyone could try. But like what kind of circumstances? Right. You have to figure out the the angle of the ramp and the Mm -hmm. speed at which you'd have to go to continue Mm -hmm. your momentum to get through the window. Also, this place was built originally in like the 50s, 40s. So it's like it's all brick. Yeah. So would that does that have a lot of bearing on whether a car goes through the wall? I think if the car is going fast enough to hit the second story, the bricks aren't going to do very much. Yeah, I think that I've seen people drive through stone walls before. And so I feel like a brick wall is just a more square stone wall. The facade of safety I've constructed has, has fallen apart. I wish I had a, like a, what are those called? The dash cams right now so that I could yep. send you a picture of this terrifying wood truck when I got there. I mean, you have, you have a phone if you want to risk A, dying, B, ending the call, or C, getting pulled over, the worst of the three. I don't want to do any of those things, but I am now in front of the wood truck. Yeah, fuck that wood truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be the title of the episode of iTunes, Let Us Put Profanity in the title. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to get us distracted, but here we are. Um, speaking of games, can I tell you my new obsession? Mm-hmm. I can't stop playing Stardew Valley. Oh no! And oh no! So addicted. That's that's a that's one of those like uh like it, it basically farm sim sort of things that I've just really really tried to stay away from. Do you stay away from it because you don't enjoy it, or because you know you will never do anything else? I think it's a little bit of both. On its surface, it's never attracted me. Like I look at it and I'm like, these aren't things I want to do. And same with like Animal Crossing. But I also think back to the Halcyon days of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. and how fucking easy it was to lose your life either a building the perfect roller coaster that struck a balance between like intense looking but not too intense in the test run so people will actually ride it and pay you like 15 dollars a ride because if you thought the economy was broken in real life don't let me run your roller coaster (laughs) park so i look at stardew valley and i'm like i don't think i'd be interested in that but there's a voice in the back of my head that's like if you play it that's it you're done that's it play it that's it and you're done yeah well okay well were you i feel like you did did you play animal crossing i did for a little bit yeah okay but that didn't rope you in for a while i did for a while okay yeah it didn't it didn't keep me um i don't really know why i think part of it was that like a lot of the motivation was to like upgrade your house and pay off your loan decorate it it and you know escapist fantasy 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, Laura, I can't. I cannot wait for you to hear this in the recording. What happened? Your voice. Uh, Microsoft has this weird way of like speeding up and slowing down audio based on connection, and you you went Matrix right there, and it sounded fantastic. So okay, so what's the staying power of Stardew Valley? I know that like the pixel art is pretty. I know it's got a lot you can do. What's got you roped? Um, I think it's the it's the immersion of it. Like I never felt mm-hmm. immersed in in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. When you start playing Stardew Valley, holy, holy like sh- the music and like the way that the time goes by. Uh, hold on, oh, hold on. Yeah, I like. <laughs> so the music and the way the what what? <laughs> uh, it, it's like the immersive quality. So the music is amazing, mm-hmm. and all of like there's something about the way that the time goes by that like you just need to play another day because you didn't get to finish your tasks from the day before, and like yeah. you just want to be able to give the present to the person or whatever. Yeah. What? It's just like the music is really unbelievable, and I think for me personally, a huge reason why I can't stop playing it is that they have an iOS version, and so I've been playing oh. it on my phone, and so it's just there all the time. Gotcha. I would have assumed you're playing on the Switch, but yeah, I phone. downloaded it for Switch, but I I've been playing it on my phone because I was playing when I Charles suggested I download it when I before I went to California for work, and I wasn't bringing the Switch with me, so I just downloaded it on my phone. Oh, so this is super recent. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know that it'll if it will have staying power the like you know because yeah. i haven't been playing it for that long but i can tell you that i am currently yeah. addicted to it i've been playing for like two weeks and i already have over 30 hours Holy... <laughs> That's me. yeah i don't yeah you don't do I'm that getting that time my 15s and my lunch break okay that yeah that adds up fast yeah I, so, so all the time i'm like hey laura do you want to record it you're like colin i don't have free time till the fifth because i need to finish this plantation i and... just really need my fucking apricot trees to grow okay <laughs> uh i mean that i that it's is it weird that oh this is speaking a lot to me that maybe that is a more compelling reason than you know work and social obligation it's been one of those things like i'll play it i'll play it on my 15s on the lunch break and then i'll i made the mistake a couple times of playing right before bed because i was like oh i'm a little tired so like maybe no, i'll just get in bed no. and play stardew valley for a little Can't bit do it. and then it would be like three hours later and i'd be like oh my god i have to wake up at five yeah here's the thing you I, you do not play games enough to i think have built up that resistance and here's the thing i witnessed it last night because last night i was i was playing assassin's creed odyssey and rebecca was like i just want to hang out with you and i was like well i decided to play this before you said you wanted to hang out so but um uh yeah no i'm uh <laughs> I like to say I'm resolute, but really I'm a dick. So the <laughs> uh, the 3DS, I was getting that set up anyway, and I, I was like, you know what? I could read my book. So I put the Switch on the TV, and she stopped playing Breath of the Wild, which she loves. She stopped playing it because she only wanted to play it on the TV. She got sick of playing it on the little screen. So I let I let her play on the TV, and we usually fall asleep before midnight because we're old. Midnight is so late. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I um I was playing my game and it was midnight and I was like hey are you hey it's midnight and I just hear no it's not like a really <laughs> tired and I look over and I see her eyes like plastered open like her whole face is drooping and tired but it's that look and you know that look I do. where you can see their entire iris their eyes are so wide open they're not blinking they're not moving and like if you don't play video games regularly that's that is what happens I have recently developed the ability to recognize when I'm doing that and turn it off 
And I'm proud of that. And it's a healthy thing. But it only came after, again, 2016. I'm earning 5,000 gamer score a month. Like, it takes, it takes a lot to build up the desire to look past the, just one more thing. Just because that, that loop. Because all she was doing was like, I want to push the rocks down this hill in Zelda. Right. Like, I totally, f- <laughs> I totally understand. I 100% get where you're coming from. And she pushed the rock down the hill and then it got caught on a ledge. She's like, no, wait, now I gotta, now yep. I gotta get it down this one. And it's like, I can, I have only recently been able to resist that. So just if, until you play Stardew Valley for a lot longer than you have right now, don't ever play it before bed. You're going to root. Laura, you're going to root. Like, I'm worried. I care. I did start doing, like, I, when I started to feel like, oh, I've been playing for longer than I meant to, I will finish that day and then stop. Okay, good. That's fair. So I've gotten better at that already, which is good. Oh, man. It's just so addicting. And, like, there's the mine where you can go and, like, mine things and fight slimes and things and go down and like there's ores and you can like make the ores into bars craft everything and there's like a whole like recipe section and you like you know i have chickens and cows now and i'm creating a fruit orchard so i have like a cherry tree and an orange tree and an apricot tree that i'm growing i don't know it's just i think part of it is that it's one of those i think it's a it is escapism in a lot of ways because i like I got really stressed the other day and I was like, I need to go take my 15. And instead of doing my normal, like I'll walk around the mall, maybe I'll call Charles, see how he's doing. I like just sat down and played Stardew Valley. And I just, you completely forget about where you are and what you're doing. Like immediately. No, that's fantastic. I, uh, that's been all my games lately. And it's been a long time since that happened. And it, it does, it does help a lot. I am, I am just worried that like, I am going to lose my productivity because like uh, my goal for this year was get podcast stuff to like a next level like get a few more out there try to get more listeners for each show cross pollinate so i'm like uh, the rubber is really hitting the road with that in a lot of ways but i was also like hey read 10 books learn five piano pieces i'm like five books in for the year but one i have a friend who's like she's studying library science and she like messaged me the other week just like hey uh, I just finished my hundredth book for the year. Holy shit! Yeah, and I was like, actually, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, shut up. And, and yeah, it's insane. And she blows through them. But like, I'm I'm five books in. I think I know what I'm gonna read for the rest of the year. But I haven't learned a single piano piece. Like I've sat down. I just I've been writing a lot, which is good. I've been writing music for like the podcast. Uh, Dice Popular is gonna have a lot of original music. I wrote the music for this show, and I, I'm I, I enjoy it and I'm proud of it. The music for this show is also, like, I came up with a little bit of it originally for this, but it's also a mix of things that I've, like, written over the years. I was like, I'll find a use for this eventually. And at first I was like, yeah, and I was like, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use these on this podcast. I'm like, no, this is eventually, this is what I meant. I should use it now. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that I'm gonna, I'm gonna slip on that. And it's not for lack of trying. It's just, it, especially with, with piano music, given that I like, it's, it's sort of a hobby now more than it used to be what I studied. It's like, like I don't have like a list on hand of like, oh, these are the songs I want to learn. Like if to find a song I want to learn, I either I either need to have someone who really knows music well and knows what I would appreciate, which is tough from a theoretical, like a music theory yeah. standpoint. Like you need someone who really knows music. If that's not the case, I would have to just do a lot of research. Yeah. You know? And that kind of defeat, like if you're doing the research, you're not spending the time actually yeah. playing. I also don't read music very quickly. Like I can obviously read and there are some things I can sight read, but I've never been like, oh, stare at a piano piece and just play it as I read. Mostly because like I can do it with single lines of music for like uh, other instruments or for singing. 
I, I can't do with piano because piano's so, got so much fucking going on. Um, there's so many notes happening In theory, all at the same time. There could time. be 10 notes at once. Exactly. Actually, 12. 12 notes at once. Yeah, and it's it's pretty, it can get pretty insane. And I try to learn pieces that are challenging, but that also, like, that takes time. If I do that, that's going to take away from game time and reading time. And I'm just like, but should it? Like, should I be making that my priority? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think do what makes you happy, you know? Yeah, I just, I know that last time I, I did this with piano, I slipped and I stopped playing for like a couple years. And it's like, it's hard to make that back. My goal in 2017 was like learn a new song every month. And I did it. I didn't master them all, but I learned them all. And I still play some of them. And it's great. I learned a few last year and they're great. Maybe you're, maybe you're like, cause you know, there's a stretch goal and then there's goal and then there's like kind of an easy goal. Maybe your easy goal can be just perfecting the ones that you've learned. Cause that way you don't have to go yeah. out and do the research and finding everything. Yeah, I, I was thinking of something like that. Also, I'm, I'm going to give myself some forgiveness on some of them because of how much I've, I've written, which I don't normally, like I wasn't doing a lot of writing last year or the year before, but like Dice Populi, when you hear the music for it, I think you're going to be pretty impressed at what I managed to pull off in my spare time. But sure. um, I, I've worked very, last year I worked very hard to like build productive habits and I'd be, I'd be a little bummed if they start slipping already. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, I'm so sorry. I mm -hmm. do have to go. I'm about five minutes away and I just missed a call from Nia. So it's okay. time for me to go be the maid of honor that uh, I should be. All right. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time on the drive. It's always good talking to you. Enjoy your party. I hope that if anybody hates it, they don't tell you. Yeah, perfect. That sounds exactly what I want. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> All right, Laura. That was great. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Doing is a Common Geeking Program production created by Laura Becker and Colin Ketchin with editing and original music by Colin. You can follow them and their friendship on Twitter. Colin is at SonicColinK and Laura is at HowsLaura. Support the show by sharing it with friends, rating and reviewing, or chipping in at patreon.com slash geekingprogram and learn more at commongeekingprogram.com. Laura and Colin talk here the first Monday of every month. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Come and